So I, my strongest advice is to really figure out with, with what you bring to the table before you talk to anybody. Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, this is Chris Ward and now your business. I cannot tell you what a treat you are in for today. We have the Erin Saxton. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I got to tell you about her and it's going to be hard to contain it all. But let me just start with what Erin's doing right now. Erin is putting her rich PR experience and media savvy skills behind her last adventure and super exciting. Her show, we call it the Erin Network. It's an entire kit and caboodle that houses her philosophy and service, serves her platform. Erin hosts the online TV show, That Girl from Jersey. Now, you entrepreneurs, it's great. It's thought-provoking, humorous, entertaining, and I have been so honored. I was so lucky to squeeze through the cracks and get on the show myself. But let me just highlight, because when you watch this, you know, you're going to see her talent. You're going to see her amazingness. And if you ever, ever get the opportunity to see her speak on stage, it is something that you will remember. But let me just tell you something that she doesn't highlight a lot. She's got a long background in, you know, all kinds of multimedia Emmy award winning you know, PR type stuff that includes The View, Barbara Walters specials, Good Morning America, you know, an Ellen show, all kinds of, I mean, her, it's pages and pages of accolades. So Erin, I don't want to spend all the time talking about how great you are. I want people to hear for themselves. So welcome <laughs> to the show. Well, thank you for having me and hello everyone. <laughs> well, Erin, I, I don't even know where to start with you. Really. I, I kind of feel like just throwing the reins over to you and I'll just sit here and listen and nod because I have seen you on stage and I couldn't write as fast as you could talk. And then, you know what? I'm going to tell people a secret. I'm generally kind of a little bit of an impatient person and I get bored easy. But I remember thinking the first few times, I mean, I saw you on stage and I thought, wait, wait, hold on now. She just got started. What time is it? Why is she wrapping this up? And you'd been on for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And I had just never been that full in focused on somebody on stage before. So you are... And it was all PR stuff. You were just so gifted in making it relatable and informative and entertaining. And I'm just super excited. So why don't you just start? Tell us what we need to know about PR to even be half the bright light that you are. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, stepping into that, right? So thank you. So I, I do have, I have a, before everybody, I, I like to qualify, um, because I feel like with podcasts and, and video shows and even on my show, like you, you get into it and you end up getting caught up in the person's story, but the 
the reason why behind it isn't always mentioned or it's assumed because like you said, the Aaron Saxton, I guarantee only my mom who's listening knows who the Aaron Saxton is. <laughs> so, but you know, basically we have eight seconds. We have eight seconds. You all at home have already figured out in your office, in your car, you have already by listening know that if you like me or not. I don't know why, but you've already figured it out. If you have video, you figured it out in three seconds if you liked me or not. So, and, and it's just our short attention spans. We are looking down on our phones. We all have some sort of undiagnosed disorders now of I'm bored or I'm impatient or, and I'm, I'm not saying it's the official ADHD, but I think we all have this sensory overload and so as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, and as a PR person, and that's what my role is today on this show, is what do you do with that? How do you yeah. penetrate those eight seconds? Like you only have one moment to make a first impression, la, la, but it's true. And so you basically really have to figure out, I've got one shot at this. What am I going to do? Yeah. And I think a lot of the times that people make an email introduction or they contact me on LinkedIn. You have eight seconds. I'm at a stoplight. I'm, my alarm just went off at 5.55. I'm obsessed. I happen to get a pop-up that I have a new message from a new name that I don't know about. You have no idea. You, all you guys know is when you send out the message, when you send out the marketing video. You cannot control when that person receives it. Right. Yeah. And I think that in the hurry, hurried and hustle and bustle world, we can't figure it all out. But if we do just keep in mind that eight to 10 seconds entry point, it could be 5 a.m. It could be 3 a.m. I, I, my boyfriend, Rudy, I talk a lot about him. He's a national sales director guy at Benjamin Moore and he's on a plane to Vancouver. He, he was getting your videos at 3 a.m. in his Uber headed to the airport. You just don't know, right? So if it's overly cutesy or if it's really dry, like it, it's a bit like a Goldilocks approach. You kind of right. have to be just right. So you have to really think about what you're sending out, what kind of messages, what do you want to send, and what do you want people to know about you? And that's such a good point because you know what? I know that for my world. I mean, I move quickly. I read quickly. Go, go, go. I'm very bound by a schedule. And yet somehow I think when I send stuff out that this person's going to be in this magical Zen place and have all the focus in the world, you know, and really zero in onto the subtleties of my message, right? So we know what it's like on our end, but yet when we send it out, we're so optimistic because we put so much heart and soul into it, right? Or we don't. So yeah. a lot of times I think that, we go through the motions. I'm guilty of this as well. So I do this great job for my clients and then I'm the worst rep of my own brand. So I'm exhausted by the end of the day or by the end of the day when it's time to work on my, my own campaign or when I need to make a decision. Am I really thinking as clearly as I could be? Am I being as creative as I could be from a PR marketing perspective? The, the thing I think, let's start from basics here. I feel like PR, social media, media, advertising, I feel like that's all under marketing. Right. So I let's agree. just talk about that. Yeah. Right. So marketing to me is the parent and the mom. I'll, I'll be a mom. I, I have three daughters. My eldest born is advertising. My middle child is PR and my baby is social media. I didn't mean to have a baby named social media. It just kind of <laughs> surprised me. 
I was doing great with my firstborn. You get what you pay for. You know, you know where she's going to be on a side of a bus, on a billboard, in the front page of the Wall Street Journal. You can control. You, you, you know when you pay for advertising, you expect to get what you pay for. PR is my teenager. Right. Right. My middle child. Very much a middle child. Caring a lot about what people say, even if it's negative, at least it's still talking, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of, you don't want to say it directly about yourself because then you're like your older sister advertising. You want other people to talk about you because that's the game, right? So we're still very much teenagers in the PR world. Social media, you're a bad parent if you don't keep an eye on your baby all the time. Right. So as a brand, as an entrepreneur, you have to always watch that baby. You have to feed the baby, change the diapers, make sure the baby's breathing. You can't leave the baby home. You got to bring the baby wherever you go. So advertising, you know, she's almost off to college. She's very independent. Teenagers, my middle, you can kind of do a little hands off, but it's so much about social. And so then social how it interacts with PR and advertising is everything. And notice, even though I'm a marketing expert, I have not once talked about my three children being the media itself because each of the three children, advertising, PR, and social, interact with media and all the forms of media in all their different subjective ways. Right. So just as intents and purposes of how my brain processes, marketing for my clients. So if people say, well, you know, I'll say, do you have a marketing plan? And they say, yeah, I'm hiring you and your agency to get me on 14 national TV shows. That's not a marketing plan. That's not even (laughs) one of my kids. That's just, that's just a side hustle that my first, second or third born kids implement to, to get through their, what they need to do. So I'm about creating a multi-pronged approach. I'm about, I'm not saying everybody needs to advertise. I don't think advertise is for everyone, but you can now advertise through social media. If you've got your Facebook ads, you've got your boosted posts. These are all forms of advertising um, without there being a 30 second commercial spot. So I think that the way people really define PR these days, really make sure like, do you mean PR? Do you mean marketing? Do you mean advertising social or do you just, I hope you all mean it all. I don't right. want one person to just do one without at least thinking of the others because right. then that feels incomplete, like a bad family planning to continue with the, <laughs> the yuckety yuck joke of my examples here. Well, you know, if you haven't heard me in a while, that's because I'm sitting here in awe, nodding a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just tell us when you're done, Erin. That is the most <laughs> profoundly deep explanation I have ever heard. I don't know how you kept it straight with all the kids, but that is so huge. And I think your point too is really good. We throw terms around all the time. It's kind of like my mom sometimes she'll say, Oh, you know what? Uh, so-and-so emailed me, but she meant text or like, and I'm like, well, that the media matters mom, because like, are they on the way? Did they email you or did they text you? It just tells you how reliable that message is. Right. Exactly. You're, You're right. So when you're throwing terms around that we're loosely calling this and that, whatever, let's, buckle down and say, well, what do we really mean? Because it has great impact on if that's working or not. Well, and I think it's important because I know your audience on, that listens. I know 
who watches your social media and you know your YouTubes and everything. And the people that I know your audience to be are really smart. They're really savvy entrepreneurs. And they may have limited time and limited resources into help getting their message out. So if they are about to need to hire someone, anyone, even an intern, I think the terminology is yeah. important because you want to make sure right out of the gate, you're on the same page with the person you're trying to get support from. Right. So yeah. if you say PR and you really mean that, the, 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 that other yeah. thing, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. waving my hands for people. I'm on video right now. You know, then a lot of people have different definitions for different tactics. So I, my strongest advice is to really figure out with, with what you bring to the table before you talk to anybody. And maybe you're doing it yourself, which is fantastic too. Um, really kind of go through like, here's marketing. Here's what I want to do. Here's my messaging. Here are my brand ambassadors. Here's my grassroots marketing. Here's what I'm going to do. That's not going to cost me a thing. Let's move to advertising. Here's what I'm going to do. That's not going to cost me a thing. Oh, here's family picnic day at the Y. I can do that. Oh, there's a women's networking group. It's an ad for $500. I could do that. Like advertising just isn't all about again, a 30 second spot. Then you go to PR. Okay. Well, PR is a little vague, I think, right? It's, I find it to be very vague, but it's really, like I said, it's about getting that third party endorsement. So you go through and say, well, what can I do? Bring down the brand ambassadors. Am I paying them to be a spokesperson? Am I not? Am I sponsoring, you know, these things? Am I giving away all my books in exchange for me doing a speaking engagement? And then you go to social media and you try, that's the, what I try to do. I try to literally with a pencil and paper, so old school, it's ridiculous how I do it. And I literally pencil it in and I fill it out as much as I can. And then I say to my team, fill out the rest. What don't I know? Right. And I better see their notes because <laughs> I can't be the smart. <laughs> if I'm the smartest person on any given team, we're in trouble. That's what I say all the time. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Like, absolutely. Or I'm in the wrong room. You bring up so, so many good points. So I think what you're saying is like somebody coming home and say, I've got groceries. Well, what groceries do you have? Do we have vegetables? Do we have meat? It totally is it breakfast. Is it dinner? Right. Instead of just saying, look, don't worry about it. I've got groceries. So breaking it down, I think you did such a beautiful, you know, it's so articulate and so powerful. And I remember many years ago, I mean, maybe not that many, but I think 10 at least years ago where I saw you on stage and you were talking about PR and now it sounds like when dinosaurs roamed the earth because social media just didn't have the oomph and the presence that it had now. And I remember you saying with great passion when people say to you, well, you know, PR, uh, PR doesn't work. I went on this show and nothing happened. And you mm. listed like, you know, sparks coming off your tongue, all the things that they probably didn't put in place when they set up this PR opportunity so that we think this magical wand, if you back in the day got on a TV show or even now get on a podcast, that you're supposed to have all this you know, successful fallout from it when there, there's no infrastructure built in to leverage that. And that's another big assumption I think people make with PR is what's the back end of it? Yeah. I mean, it's a flash in the pan. So you yeah. want a great plan and you want consistency and you really need patience, which I know you're not patient, but you know, I, I really think that, and I don't know any great entrepreneur that, that has, unlimited wealth and patience, right? Yeah. So 
you know, one is usually rushing the other. Um, if you're, you're wealthy, you want it, you want the fame faster. If you don't have the fame, you want the wealth faster. And either way, it's, it's that tug of war. But, you know, media is great, but it's, it just puts some high octane gas in your car. Right. It won't get you, you know, you can't fill up your whole tank on media placements. Right. You have to have a longevity plan so you can make the, the trip per se. And so um, another thing that people do is, you know, they, they think that once they launch something, so it's, I'll use another silly example. So we all are on these road trips, right? And so, you know, I want people to get in their car and just drive. And what I find that people do, entrepreneurs, book authors, they, they birth this baby and they get their book out or they launch their widget and then they're like, oh, well, we did that. And, and maybe they had marginal success and they pull off on the side at the rest stop yeah. and they stay there until their next widget or their next book or their next baby is, is at least conceived. And then and only then, do they get back out on the road and they right. start to drive again? Do not do that. Do right. not get off on the rest stop. You can slow down, walk, but keep driving, please. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I just want people to keep driving, do marketing maintenance, do PR maintenance, do, you know, it's like losing weight. You don't just start eating cheeseburgers and ice cream sundaes again. You can, in moderation, but yeah. you have to still follow your plan. Right? right. So that doesn't mean you're on 300 calories a day for the rest of your life. Right. Welcome to my dieting. Um, <laughs> but so basically, you know, I really want everybody to have that long-term marketing plan, that long-term where you're not pulling off, you're not bailing, you know, maybe you're letting go of some of the outside vendors and resources because you were gearing up, but that doesn't mean go to skeleton staff then but still stay on the road and still feed and drive the brand because right. all of a sudden, you know, when you go to different people's websites and you see like tons of placements from 2014 and then there's a lot again on 2017 and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, it took them three years to write their next book. And you're like, dude, why didn't you just stay on the road? And now nowadays with podcasts and content and like you could put up 15 minute, 12 minute, five minute videos and still have a digital presence online. Yeah. So it doesn't look like you pulled off at the rest stop until you had your next great idea to write your other book or, you know, got your next investor funding. Like yeah. on a shoestring budget, feed it and keep driving at least, even if it's all of you guys doing it yourself, just kind of we drip marketing, right? You just feed yeah. it a little so you don't look like you've, fallen off the face of the earth. Your investors will notice that. The media will notice that. The people who are going to leave their big time corporate jobs to come over and support you because you finally came up with a really good idea, which your idea before was good, but this is a really good idea. Like you want that consistency of accountability. Yeah. Kind of almost like I think of like a tub. If you just have a little bit of water dripping all day, you can fill that tub. You don't have to turn it on full speed. Never turn right. it on for five minutes and then leave it for, you know, a couple of days, turn it back on. So just, you're right, a drip campaign. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think this is 
I should charge people for this. <laughs> this is awesome stuff. I think what you're doing is adding depth and texture as you always do, Erin. I did not oversell her boys and girls when I introduced her, let me tell you. You're adding depth and texture to what people so often gloss over. And I think you're right. We especially gloss over it now that we're in this world of social media where we get this false sense that there's this quick fix and quick hurrah. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody shows up on the radar. It looks like they're overnight success. And it gives everybody that, you know, the false sense of like, oh, well, their banner was red. Let's try the color red. That should get us some attention. And they're just chasing the wrong, just the wrong stuff, right? They're chasing their tails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So what's some other, you know, word, big mistakes that you see people stumbling over just in the whole arena of this my God, mess almost really. You know, I think they, they're quick to trust. Right. And they're quick to believe. And um, I don't think they're asking smart enough questions when they're, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. So we work so hard on whatever it is we're working on. And we get to a point where we're literally like, okay, we need help. I need a support team or I need this, that whatever it is, fill in the blank. And a good person might come around, come along and maybe you're not interviewing enough people or you're not really hearing them because it's that fairy tale. You just want them to be like the princess or the king and the knight in shining armor. And you then suddenly, even if it's not a lot of money, you invest in time. It's, I'm working on a book eventually. I'm threatening I'm going to write it, but I'm, it's called Selling Hope. Like if somebody's selling too much hope and you really are chomping at that, I, I really, it's a stumbling block because I feel like that's when we're most vulnerable as entrepreneurs. Right. And I'm talking from experience because you, <laughs> you just want the exhaustion to end sometimes. Yeah, know, we yeah, you just, you just want to not be so flipping tired and you just want to be like, Oh, I've paid my dues. And here comes this person. A lot of times who I am in somebody's life, I don't love when they get too excited about my ideas because then I feel like, am I selling hope? Am I giving, am I giving them too much hope? And then I have this voice in my head and like, she's not nice sometimes. She's and she's kind. like, she's so like, she's like, don't you promise them too much? Like, what if you can't deliver? Da, 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 da. And it's true though. Like I just care about sleeping well at night. Right. And I'm starting to binge watch a lot more TV on these shows I haven't really watched and I'm not sleeping well at night because I'm making poor binging choices. That's a side <laughs> note conversation. But, um, you know, from it, when it, when I sleep well because of work purposes, that's how I know I'm staying in integrity. And so I feel like in the world of PR, now I'm saying this to more about the PR people who are PR people offering right. a service. I really, especially if you're just starting out, if you're a veteran like me, then you're already knowing what I'm talking about. But if I had to do it all over again, I, I was always so sensitive and I always needed everyone to like me right? And I always needed everybody to be pleased with my work. And there's times where people weren't pleased with my work, even though I managed their expectations beautifully, but I didn't meet their hope. Right. Like I've gotten a lot of people on Oprah, but I haven't gotten everyone on Oprah. Right. So like, are the people that I didn't get on Oprah, like displeased with me? Well, I got them on other things. There's been a few campaigns where I just thought I could do good stuff. And I didn't really move the needle for them, but I communicated along the way. I 
you know, I, I fired myself off of those campaigns. I just, you know, I just want to work on stuff that works. And if I can't make it work, I want to figure out why it's not working. I know it's not my brain. I know it's not my team. I don't want to blame the client because it's not necessarily them. But I think, did I not set it up that right? Is the audience, sometimes the audience is just not jiving with what I thought they would jive with, right? So I guess my biggest, you know, hey, everybody, you may want to consider advice is really having that tough conversation in the beginning of, you know, what success look like for you? Because I think every PR and marketer has a true gut feeling, whether they want to hear it or not, about what is potentially possible. And there are plenty of times where I'm saying, don't say The View, please don't say Oprah, please don't say New York <laughs> Times, please don't say this, because I know what I can do, right. and I really like the client. But the second that they say, well, I want, and they go pie in the sky, and they're this small town haven't written anything, haven't ever done a media interview, but they want to go from there to boom, I then know I need to have a tough conversation. And at that point, they either hire me or they don't. Or most of the time, I recommend they go somewhere else. I give them names and, and people who are maybe ready to take babier, tinier yeah. steps with them. Because yeah. um, if you get with, though I'm doing a lot more consulting these days. So my brand is kind of reversed to the low. Now I'm more willing to sit with somebody like that on an hourly basis and kind of go through and, cause I find that gratifying. But back in the day, I, there's no way I could have the staff that I had with the business partners that I have and take on a campaign where that's my hourly could be their budget. Like I, I wouldn't sleep well at night is my point. So, you know, I think that all this to say, it's really important to have that are you all on the same page conversation? And a lot of people are just so excited to get a client that then the client becomes empowered. And um, you have to all protect your relationships with your vendors, the media. You know, so if you're a marketer, you're going to have more relationships and longer relationships with, with the members of the media, the same people, than you are right. with one client. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm reverse advising here if anybody's listening from marketing and PR world. <laughs> well, you know, you, those are really good points, whether you're in the marketing PR world or not, because a couple of things, what you're, you were talking about is your own stumbles and your own business as far as setting expectations mm. and that we do in our earlier years get seduced like, oh, you know, this person is hope and they've got some money in their pocket. And so you want to rise up emotionally and, and please them and make them happy. And you think, oh my gosh, what if I could really turn this around for them? and of course get paid so you do get seduced to you know the psychology of that and the budget of that and so it's really great to hear someone even like yourself going ah yeah i've got seduced on that too and i have to sort of be more mindful what is really the outcome that they're looking for and are we on the same page and then also too i know for me you know understanding i think it's really important to wrap the conversation up with what even the smallest thing like pr you know i do a lot of guest spots on other podcasts and in the, you know, when I started getting a number of them under my belt, some people were saying to me, well, you should cut back and be more choosy. And I'm like, listen, mm -mm. if a dog will interview me, if I can understand woof woof, I will respond to that dog and be on that show because it allows me like comedians who go into smaller arenas and practice and hone their skill for months and months 
before they go on a big stage, it allows me to try new material, allows me to see what resonates with that host. It allows me just to get out there. And also if two people are listening, man, back in the day, you drive across town to meet one person, right? So I looked at every possible opportunity and still do is like, okay, where is this PR going to take me? And I treat it all with equal respect. So that's another thing that you mentioned that whole pie in the sky thing of, you know, don't be afraid to get out there and do the smallest podcast, you know, before you jump up and say, okay, I've never been anywhere, but I'd like to be on Ellen, you know, like, absolutely. That's yeah. Yeah. This isn't the time for ego. No, no, it's just no. not, not when you're trying to launch a business, sell a book, launch a brand, you know, there could be somebody listening so random. We know how this universal law yeah. works, right? So why say no? Yeah. If anything, content's king. So this yeah. video, we're, we're doing a podcast, but we're also recording it on video. Yeah. I will be asking you for this video. Okay. And I will be putting this video on my website, on my YouTube channel. And, and you should, because you said a lot I of really will. smart things. <laughs> well, thank you. But I, you know why? Because this is one more piece of content yeah. I don't have to create on yeah. my own sitting in front of a camera. Like I actually have this is a great conversation and you're yeah. asking me questions that I haven't talked about like recently. And I'm, yeah. you know, I don't talk a lot of business always on, on different podcasts, different people want to talk to me about different things. So yeah. I, you know, I love this. And if, so if I can reach some entrepreneurs and they tune into my show or they now are like, wow, Chris Ward interviews a lot of people. I'm so subscribing. And then that helps you. Like yeah. I'd be crazy to have said no, or put this off. I move things for this interview. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> did I want to be on this? I say, well, I try to say yes to as much as everything. Now I might not travel yeah. for free for places anymore right. because I have a 15 year old and right. it's expensive. So those, that's still a little like dicey, but you know, for very little money, I'll go speak on a stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, it's the kind of thing, it's the same concept. Like you, you know, you want to get out and meet as much people as possible, as long as it's focused and there's a plan. And if you do what we're saying with the mom and the three daughters, there's always going to be a plan. It's always somehow then going to make sense in my opinion. Aaron, 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 I did not oversell you. I knew it would be great. I thought it would be amazing, but it's amazing on top of awesome and top of brilliant. So we can't thank you enough. If I had it my way, you'd be like, I don't know what rhymes with Aaron. We'd have you at the weekly highlight of wise words that Aaron says. So, <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for your energy, your brilliance and tell people in case they, they, it just hasn't stuck with them yet where they can find you. Well, on YouTube, the show is called That Girl from Jersey because I am from New Jersey. So go to That Girl from Jersey. Please subscribe. I, I really could use the love. I love love. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to the AaronNetwork.com for direct contact. Awesome. Thank you again, Aaron. Chris, thank you. You're amazing. I love you. <laughs> thank you. If you've enjoyed our show, please do leave a review. Right now, we are giving away a free audio version of when the hour, when the day valued at $15, but we know people that's worth more than that because it could help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and a hundred percent of your guilt. So until our next show, thank you again for joining us. Mm -hmm.